Welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast where we go behind the smoke and mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Janelle Carter. And I'm Terry Carter. Welcome back to No Stage Lights, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Tell us where you're tuning in from. You can, um, you know, communicate with us and we can have a conversation on social media, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us by searching No Stage Lights. We'd love to hear from you. We sure would. Let us Give know. us some ideas, some content. You know, yeah. you, you got something you'd like to discuss. Mm. We are all ears. We sure are. Um, last episode, we were talking about emotions and we were starting to kind of get into talking about therapy. And I had said that I think it's time that um, I maybe seek out somebody just to talk to a little bit about some of the stuff that's rolling around that, you know, in my gut still and in my head and I'm ready to improve myself. Um, I don't necessarily think you have to be all screwed up to go to therapy. I don't think that's what that always means, but if you're ready to improve on yourself, you improve your life, improve your person, personal you know, journey. I think it could be good. Yeah. Um, therapy's a, it's a, it's a very positive thing. Um, I have to admit, I speculated, I, I was on the fence. Um, and because in, in a closed minded way of thinking, uh, why would I go to somebody who's a complete stranger and just get their opinion? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's 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 deeper than that. I mean, because I, I mean, they obviously go to have school and training, and and they know the right things to ask. They know how the, how to deal with certain situations. Sure, coping mechanisms yeah, that we yeah. don't necessarily know about. But I think beyond the biggest, the, the biggest thing is they are they don't know you mm-hmm. so they can't there's no form of you know well they're not biased yeah they're not going to be biased at all yeah so that to me is a big thing and when i when i was getting divorced i went to uh therapy and i got to tell you i mean it it really helped me it was it's you know I I I got so much out of it. It was supposed to be, um, a couple's thing, but my ex, you know, that she did for some reason did not like what she was hearing, um, from the therapist, and um, she split like the second session, and I stayed, and I I actually, I really got a lot out of it. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. It helped me see you you know see the things i don't think i would have seen through a friend's eyes you know what i mean or sure or a family member so having that you know that stranger per se mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah i think it's really important yeah. to have you know people in your lives who who are on you know on the outside looking in and who can kind of give you like a fair answer you know, like right, because they don't they're not gonna care whether you're wanting to hear Yeah. Right. The truth exactly. or not. You know, it's right. not like oh, they're not you, there to support you in a in a way of like, Oh, you're right, you're right. They're well, there to 
support you in other ways. And as a family member or a friend, are going to go, man, I don't want to hurt the feelings. I want to try to sugarcoat this as much as I yeah. can, you know. Right. Or this is going to put a wedge between us because right. I'm going to be honest with him or, you know, honest with her. And then mm-hmm. I'm kind of afraid of that. And, um, and it, it is, but it's, it's a gamble, mm-hmm. you know, because just, you know, I'm going to compare it to something silly, but it's like buying a car, you know, not everybody likes. Well, I think yeah, sometimes you know, it takes a while to find the right one. Well, you got to get a chemistry with them. And I haven't taught, I haven't done any sort of therapy other than like personal development books and stuff like that, that are developing my career or my, me personally, like, you know, I, I don't know if that can be considered therapeutic, but I haven't talked to anybody in probably 15 years. Wow. And when I did, it was only about two or three sessions and, and then that stopped, but you didn't have a chemistry with them. You didn't No. You know what? I, I'll just, I mean, I'm in, I'm in therapy right now. Um, once a week. And I got to say, it's not anything what I ex- was expecting it to, the direction to go. Um, I'm, it's because of my son and um, just kind of trying to wrap my head around everything. Um, and even though we have touched on that quite a bit, um, I have gained some out, you know, some, an outlook from therapy to help me try to understand better. But here's the thing. They can't, a therapist can't tell you, you know, you should do this or I would do this or anything. They're not, if you're going to go to therapy looking for an answer on how to handle something, you're not going to get it. At least from a good therapist. They, mm-hmm. they, they can't, it's like, you know, I can't diagnose. Right. You know, you, there's, there's certain so, lines yeah. you can't cross. Well, they can give you some, you know, advice, so, but then, scenarios kind of like yeah yeah, you know of how this is going but more more so um we it's kind of turned and and it's helping me in a lot of other ways with my past my childhood you know not that it was a bad thing but i mean i had some things you know with how kids are you know sure you know and don't you think that i mean so many things just stem from Oh yeah, you I know, mean, our, I was bullied, so yeah. So. Um, but um, you know, so it, it's it can fix many things, or at least mm-hmm. enlighten you, yeah, on many things. So, I think it's just time uh, to heal some things for myself, heal some old stuff, some things have come up. That the older I get, the more I'm like, man, that was really messed up. Like, yeah, you told me some of those, you know, and and I don't, it's not good. And it's like, at first I was like, gosh, I feel like, you know, I need therapy because I was in some kind of like broken relationships and maybe not, but it's deeper than that. It goes further and, and further than that. Um, and you know, it's, I don't know. And, and it's like, my ego says that 
I'm smart enough. I'm stable enough. I am in tune with my emotions enough that I should be able to navigate myself through that. But uh, I tried that. It didn't. I mean, mm -hmm. am I fixed? No, not. Well, we're all broken. Yeah. not You know, and I don't even think broken is the right word. We're all just this beautiful portrait of different colors and different splashes of things. And well, I mean, like like I said, with the the whole thing with my son, I'm God, could I, would I like to say I'm I'm a little bit smarter on that and of of why and how and, Mm -hmm. but I mean, at the end of the day, it's still the same, you know, there's no new outcome and I really don't feel any smarter, but it's good to talk about it. You know, it's good to be able to get that out with somebody again. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. And I think that's important too, just because. It's a lot to carry for, you know, and like with you and it's, yeah. you've been carrying it a while. So. Yeah. I think it's just, so. Do you ever feel like this is going to sound so strange? Um, do you ever feel sad, but you kind of like, like it? You gotta give me something. Cause I don't. Okay. It's almost like, okay. Say you hear a song that makes you like, like, oh, oh man, that's like pulling at my heartstrings because it's reminding me of something it puts you in a good place it's your yeah it's like no no, i don't mean a good place i mean like uh like there are things that like i can hear a song and it kind of can make me tumble downhill and become kind of like sad and down and then i almost like like staying in that space it's so weird it's called something um it's kind of like an it's actually a chemical reaction like 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 a certain in hormone or endorphin. Um, I mean, I can't honestly say that that's happened to me. I mean, I'm not saying it hasn't, but I don't. Scientists remember. here, I'm going to tell you what I just found. Scientists have discovered negative emotions have an addictive quality that trigger the reward centers in the brain. Okay. So you're feeling sad. So you like eat a cake to make yourself feel better. No, and it's like, I think it. <sighs> I mean, you just said reward. So is it like you kind of feel sad because you know there's a reward down the road? I mean. I don't know if they mean cake. <laughs> well, I, I I just said that to, because. Um, but, and, I mean, other than that, that's so like a martyr. Worry activate, it activates areas of the brain that trick you into feeling soothed. Pride and its shadow twins of shame and guilt are the most powerful triggers of the brain's reward centers. On some twisted level, these yucky emotions feel good. Okay, see, I'm not crazy. As with many addictions, negative emotions are fine in moderation and even beneficial, but toxic when indulged in, um, like, regularly. So... Is that kind of what they mean by you're wallowing your self-pity type thing? Kind of, yeah. Yes. You you come you know I, I had a friend that, that said that um he loved being sick he loved his pain and I just thought that was that, shame hey it was crazy I, I mean I I didn't shame that was rude 
That's weird. Yeah. But I get it. Shame, guilt, and worry trigger the same brain chemicals as gratitude does. Well, I, I, like I said, I don't think I've had that. I mean, that I know of. It almost, I, it's very hard for me to explain, but this is sort of, it sort of explains like that there is a chemical change. So are you saying that you were feeling this? Or you have felt this? I every there's certain things that I get kind of sad about and I sort of like I find myself in a space where I'm okay with it. And how long do you feel it? Um, sometimes it lasts for days. Days? Sometimes. Do you get anything done? And I'm not being funny here. I mean, do you find it, it I'm trying to figure out why. So is you know, it one of those things to where you are in this space? Mm-hmm. So are you telling yourself it's okay that I don't have to, you know, do anything productive today because I'm because of how I feel right now. And, and I'm and, sometimes and, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Okay. And more than that, um, a lot of times I write a song. I get myself in a space where I feel deeply and it triggers a song. Okay. Um, That's cool. I mean, that, at least there's something positive Which is so weird because before I met you, like the big joke was that I was like the most depressing singer songwriter ever because like. Well, everything was about a guy. Well, not necessarily a guy, but about a situation that was like painful. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, yes, my first album was like, you could have like, you know, been like, you know, first boyfriend, second boyfriend, third track is third boyfriend. Yeah. But, um, damn, how many tracks are on that album? (laughs) 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 Maybe I should look at that thing a little closer, but that's not really true. I mean, but. I only knew how to write from painful experiences when I first started writing songs. Well, that's kind of the common, you know, you, history keeps repeating itself. I mean, Hank Williams, your mm-hmm. cheating heart. Oh, I mean, heart. yeah, I mean, let's, I mean, countless songs. Well, it's all about, it's what all a about great song. Hearts. Yeah, it's a great tune. Uh, Vince Gill, pocket full of gold. <laughs> So, yeah, of course, there's so many songs like. And I almost like I like writing our happy, fun songs, but then I like listen back to them and I'm like, oh, that's cheesy. But it's not. It's just these like you your favorite song that we've written that we've done is tequila and whiskey. And that is such a freaking depressing song. And I'm not even singing on it. I know. Right. (laughs) But your guitar work is beautiful on that song. Thanks. But I think that's why we like a sad song once in a while. Like it, it well triggers something. It is a feel good emotion. And I guess now I'm, I'm kind of seeing where you're coming from because I can, when you relate it to music, like, I don't, I, I, lyrics aren't my strong point, mm-hmm. but musically, when I start to sit down and I start to create something, A, nine times out of 10, it's a ballad. Mm-hmm. And it starts out, and if I'm not careful, I'll go dark. I know. I, me too. Um, 
and well, I've got those lyrics that I had written down. Remember, I I showed them to you, and I wrote those down years ago. I think actually mm-hmm. before I met you. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, you were getting some shit out. It's really, you were getting some shit out. Really, really, really dark. Uh-huh. I mean, it's uh huh. I I don't even know if I would want to record it, um, because it's like that brutal. But it does like when I hear like that uh, that Sister Hazel song, you know. This old guitar was my old man's love to put it in his hands. It's it, it takes you automatically to a sad moment because I don't have my dad anymore mm-hmm. and I have his guitar. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you know, it brings well, tears to my eyes. Yes. But it feels good. But that artist just connected with you yeah. on a level of a different level. Yeah. But I mean, the, right. But, but tears it, feel yes, good. Yes. Tears feel good. But it, it and that's that is weird because sometimes it just feels good to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree. And I have certain like triggers that can make me sad. Like I could change, I could turn my entire day. If I'm not careful, I could turn my entire day around, dump it over and pour myself out for days until I have to be like, okay, dust yourself off. Time to get out with the kitchen floor. Yeah. I mean, I really could go, could get myself into a, pickle i i can i can definitely do a um, pickle jar (laughs) (laughs) i can Um, relate to that i mean it's 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 not that it's easy to do but sometimes it feels it feels good it does and you have you are right when you gotta be careful i didn't know where you were going i I couldn't wrap my head around it in the beginning Mm -hmm. but man when you put it to put it and relate it to music i'm all about it because i would rather in fact, and I've noticed this. I mean, I'm turning into the biggest sap. Yeah. Um. I just, I mean, hell, there's times I'm singing when we're playing, and you know, whether it be a, we strike our harmony really strong, and it just it sounds so so good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to in my head, you know, it sounded so good. It might sound like shit out front, but <laughs> <laughs> in my head, it sounds great. And it'll freaking choke me up. Did you almost and cry yesterday? Hell, probably. I don't know. At one point, I almost cried yesterday. And that that does not happen to me. But I was having a hard day. Um. Now, when we say cry, we mean like just a little choke yeah, up. Like far, yeah, like choke up, get, you know, get teary-eyed, a little glazy. I find myself, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally giving myself an ass chewing <laughs> while I'm trying to sing. It's like, come on, you big sissy, sing the damn song. You're breaking up. Don't Don't show, you know. Don't be weak. But don't you think, I don't think that's weak at all. I mean, oh, I, no, 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 no. I think it's, I think it's really admirable. And I, and I think, I think that it, when you're, if you're, if you're performing a song and you feel it that deeply, that you're able then to portray that, project that song out to the audience. To a point. I, I think I, you're being too hard on yourself. No, no, no. I agree. But I mean, think about all the great singers and all the great songs out there. I mean, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, God, those guys should be crying for days and during their songs. I mean, they got such good ones. Vince Gill, all those guys, but Vince Gill, but, I've watched Vince Gill cry through songs at a funeral. Well, other places too, but you understand what I'm saying? I do, but I think that if you, you okay, audience or listeners, I'd like to hear you. You can't be going out there. Oh God, we're going to go listen to blubber boy again. Oh my gosh. I disagree. I think if somebody, if I were watching an artist and they were 
something made them emotional, I would be like, God, I love that artist because they're so real. Well, then I'm going to be loved a lot. You are loved a lot. <laughs> you are Terry Carter. No. <laughs> now I just set it out there because now everybody's going to be watching. Who's going to see that? I don't think. Sissy I don't Christ think. Today. I don't, stop calling yourself a sissy. That is not the kind of self talk we participate in around here. All right. You've said it so many times. Who told you that you're a, a you're a sissy if you cry? Nobody. Okay. Because that's a bunch of a honky. If I wasn't so comfortable, I'd reach over and grab that horn. But <laughs> <laughs> So back her up a minute. Getting those emotions out clearly is the important part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's if you're listening to a song and it makes you sad and it makes you cry and it makes you feel. How I'm sorry to stop you, but it just I just remember the other night when we were playing, that woman sat at that table and we sang uh, yeah. Haggard's Silver Wings. Yeah, and she cried. She was bawling. She was. It was her her and her late husband's song. Mm-hmm. That's what's beautiful about music. International language, You baby. just don't know who it's going to touch, what it's going to... Yep. Well, wait. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, what are we talking about? I mean, you are the guitar player. You know all about that. Oh, boy. Guitar players get all the... All the action. Moving along. <laughs> Moving along. Can we do another episode about how I like to know about your past and you Moving. don't tell me anything? That's why it's the past. Moving. That's why it's a big old secret. Oh. You have a book worth of stuff in there, don't you're you? crying out loud. I want to know it all. Yeah, I know. Because you're Mrs. Kravitz. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Call it what it is. All right. Abner. Who's Abner? Mrs. Kravitz's <gasps> ooh, husband. Ooh, I know an Abner. The Amish horseshoe guy. That you hung out and smoked cigarettes with. Yeah. Yes, in Pennsylvania, in the Poconos. We've had this conversation. You don't think he'll remember me. You said he'll never remember you. And now I need to prove you wrong. So guess what? You go right ahead. So guess what? What, are you going to like search for Abner? We're going to go to the Poconos. What? We're going to go to the Poconos. And you're going to stalk somebody? Uh-huh. That's a bad idea. We're going to see if he remembers me. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. We got to sign on out of here we'll before be we leave. We'll be next episode from a jail cell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, everybody have a great week. Yes. And uh, I guess we're rolling into the weekend, so have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Send us some uh, some comments. We'd definitely love to know your input on this. Yes, um, we would. This was kind of a... These last two uh, episodes have been kind of deep, you know, kind of deep, kind of opening, you know. Um, but it's all right. It's good. Yeah. We're getting closer with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Love in the room. Signing on out. Um, I'm Janelle Carter. <laughs> I'm Terry Carter. Take care, everybody. Bye.